Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today is a super special episode. I know you hear me say that, but this is really, really special and near and dear to me because we are speaking with some of the authors from the upcoming collaborative book, Owning Your Choices. And this is a book that I have had on my bucket list to be a part of, to create, to bring women together. I'm going to say back as far as five years ago, before my own book was launched, I really wanted to create a space where women would share their stories. I remember looking online and seeing, you know, the Jack Canfields, the Chicken Seat for the Soul, and looking at the books and thinking, oh God, that would be so amazing to have a space for women to share their stories. And I wasn't talking about, you know, no fluff, because if you know me, it's not fluff. I wanted like the deep stories for women to share and give them a space to feel like they could share with others to really just make a difference and an impact in the world. So that was my original goal. And I felt like I wasn't ready. You know that imposter syndrome that we all have? I just felt like I wasn't ready. I had to do some work. I had to maybe be in another book. I was into collaborative books. They were a great experience. And it still wasn't speaking to me the way that this was. And then I started to really dive into writing my own story and to writing my own book when she stopped asking why. That released in November of 2017. And if there's anything I've learned from writing a book, A, it's a crazy vulnerability hangover. It is such a, an experience to go through, write, share your story and really unpack parts of yourself that maybe you haven't yet. So then I went through and decided that I was going to launch my book, and I did that. And in the back of my head was always this feeling, I really, really wanted to do a collaborative book. So fast forward to 2019, and it was June of 2019, and I was thinking, I really, I feel called, I think it's time. See, when you've got these ideas in business and entrepreneur, I have ideas all the time. There's no shortage of ideas. I'm always full of ideas. And there, but this one has been with me for a while. And I didn't know who the authors would be. And you don't know, right? So even the fact of saying I want to do a collaborative book and putting that information out there is making myself vulnerable. What if nobody joins? What if nobody wants to be a part of it? And I think I had, if I went back to my notes, over 60 interviews. So over 60 interviews, and I honestly was blown away by all these women who had sent out messages and wanted to be part of the book. But then I, it came down to eight women 
and there's nothing wrong. I'm super proud of eight women. It takes a lot to be in a space of, I think I want to share my story to actually writing the chapter and doing it. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that we're all in different parts of our journey and it takes us a while to maybe come to this space of saying, yes, I do actually want to do it. That's a huge growth journey. We're all in this growth journey. All of us are. So at the end of the day, we had eight women who have really stepped up wanting to share their story and they did a deep dive in. So they did their writing. We were hoping to release at the beginning of 2020 and then hello COVID came in and life kind of went upside down and the world went on hold. And so I really want to take this episode to honor these women and to speak to them and what they are doing and why you want to be a part of this book, why you want to invest your time and purchase the book, but to really be invested in their stories because their stories are unbelievable. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. So I have Kim Basler and Kim Basler is somebody that I have known for almost 20 years, but we fell out of each other's lives for a little while. And then we came back together and I've watched her grow to become an incredible coach and mentor. And her chapter is on, is called hungry to heal. And it's really healing the parts of ourselves and our story. It's a beautiful story. Next, we have Kelly Thorne. Kelly and I have only known each other for two years, which seems absolutely ridiculous because I feel like I've known her forever. But two years, and Kelly heard me share my story on a podcast, podcast interview of some kind, and she reached out to connect. And that was how we came into each other's lives. And her chapter is called Finding the Freedom Within. And she shares her life story of learning to find the freedom within herself and that no one was coming in to save her. She really had to do that work herself. The next we have is Marisa Lupo. And Marisa came into my life because of this book and because of a referral from a friend, Sarah. And with that, Marisa's book is called Untying the Knots of Divorce. And it is, she really shares what that is like and the, what the, the parameters of going through the divorce, but really getting into the shadows of our stories and understanding how those shadows can actually really teach us an incredible amount about ourselves. Next, we have Lynn Tangway. Lynn and I connected in a course in five, six years ago. And that was the first time that we had met. She shares hers is tragedy, truth, and triumph. And she shares the story of her dad's passing her and how she lost her dad to suicide. And it is just so really so powerful. Next, we have Tina Gray, a longtime friend of mine that um, she dove right into her story and it's called Rise Up. And she really talks about how we have to take the time to get silent in order to listen to what the messages are that we are receiving. And this is all related to Tina and her experience with her dad and then losing her birth dad and then her actual dad that she grew up with and that she knew. And it really is just, it's, it's just so, so warms the heart as she really dives into how we have to learn how to take that time to quiet, be quiet and listen. And sometimes that quiet can be deafening for us. 
Next, we have Shannon Matthews, and Shannon's is called Emerging Evolved, and Shannon shares a very personal story as how she has come to have both of her boys and the story of Logan and how he came into her life, and she is very vulnerable with how she does this. Super powerful. They're all powerful, and I share my story about radical responsibility and how radical responsibility became the light in my life. And that was shining that light back on myself that I was able to create the change that I wanted to create in the world and in my own life first, obviously, but in the world. And lastly, we have Thembeka. And Thembeka comes to us from Africa. And this is where I just, it hits me emotionally because Thembeka was somebody who came into my life. I think if I look at her messages, I'm going to say it was probably in 2018, late 2017, early 2018. And she had caught a hold of my podcast on your choices on your life. I could see my stats and see that it was being downloaded in Africa. And I thought that's interesting. And just, you know, it's really fascinating to realize where our message can go. It can go to places that we just didn't even expect. So that is, that was where I started to notice that happening. And then in came Thembeka's message into my inbox, into Facebook messenger. And I read her message and my story and my chapter or my, my book and my podcast was speaking to her in ways in the fact that she was really feeling the power of sharing her story, but didn't know where to start. And here is this young girl who has already started her own foundation um, called Enough. And she speaks about her story as a victim of human trafficking. I was stunned and blown away. This was, she shared this with me before the book became an, something that we were creating. And when the book came to life, that we were actually putting it out into the world, I just knew deep down her story had to be part of it. Because this is the beautiful thing about, I'm forever saying about the power of sharing our stories is that we don't know where our message is going to land. We don't know who it's going to help. We don't know who it's going to serve. And there are people in the world who are searching for solutions that we have. That is the power of owning our own choices and sharing our story. And a group came together and was able to cover the cost for Thembeka to share her story. So I'm so honored and proud that she is sharing her story in this collaborative book. It's just, so it really is the stories of eight inspiring women who share their stories of courage from around the world. So in this podcast, we have four of us or five of us who are on the podcast and we talk about like, what does owning your choices mean? What does ownership mean? They give their number one takeaways from their chapter for you, the listener, the reader of the book, so that you know what to expect from reading their chapters and what you can take back into your own life. We talk about like what message would you go back and give your younger self and what would you do differently or how could you give advice to the reader or the listener. We talked about the power of vulnerability, obviously, because let's just say for a, for one second here, none of these women would be in my life if it wasn't for vulnerability, like not one. So every time I get scared about sharing my message, I think of the power of vulnerability and who it's brought into my life that wouldn't be here if I hadn't. So that always flips the switch for me. 
And lastly, we talk about the clarity that each of them received or the experience that they went through from writing their chapter, because it's one thing to coach. It's one thing to speak. It's one thing to have a podcast. It's very different to put your story in print, like in print is permanent and it's a big change. So they share their lessons of what they went through and their clarity moments in order to put their chapter and their story into the world. So I'm so, thank you so much for tuning in now and for listening and for really giving these women the space and the, just the, oh my gosh, the word is escaping me, but just giving them the honor that they deserve for sharing their story. Cause this is not easy. It is not easy, but I do know that they're going to help somebody and that these stories and these messages are going to go far. I know that they are. I know it in my heart. And I know that's why the idea was there so many years ago because it was powerful and we could help so many other women in the process. So I thank you for being here today. And I can't wait for you to tune in and to listen to the authors share their tidbits. Thank you so much. This is such an exciting episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. I am sitting here with all of, not all of, but a bunch of the authors from the upcoming launch of the collaborative book of Owning Your Choices. Welcome to the show. You've got a few thank of them. You. Thank, yeah. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Marcia. Oh my God. You're welcome. So on the, on the show today, we have Kim Basler, we have Marisa Lupo, we have Kelly Thorne, and we have Tina Gray, which is really cool because all four of you have been on the podcast. Now that I think about nice. it, right? Nice. Mm-hmm. Very That's, cool. It's so cool. So we are getting ready to launch the collaborative book that we started last year. And it has been, we all know this has been one hell of a year, honestly. So I'm so excited to finally see it come to life. The title is called Owning Your Choices. And I would love to know, like, what does that mean to you? What does that phrase mean to you? Who would like to go first? I will. Okay, go I'm Kelly. Kelly, and to me, it means taking full and complete ownership for every part of my story. Mm. The good, the bad, the ugly, every single part that was mine to carry. Okay, that's a fantastic answer. Can I ask you, Kelly, um, what happens when it's like a part of the story that you can find yourself thinking, but that was somebody else's fault? How does that, what is that? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, well, I, I think, I think when we sit in that place of blame that it was someone else's fault, you can never, you can't take back the power and do anything about it. That's a great answer. That is so, so good. And I, I just wanted to share that because I know there's going to be somebody we've all been, all of us have been in our story at one point where it was like, we were blaming somebody else because it was just to, painful to deal with at the time. And, and we still have as much responsibility for our, our own doings within that, right? And how we respond to their actions and how we contribute to what their part of the story is. I love that. I love that. Does anybody else want to add I've had a good coach. That? You. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love you. Yes. Is anybody else? Go, Marisa. Go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say, I'm Marisa, by the way. I just wanted to say that I, I just recently heard this um, quote by Brene Brown, 
And it says that when blame is in the driver's seat, that you can bet shame is um, its passenger. And so that's like, that just hit so hard to me because I realized that when I was stuck in that blame, you know, that place of blame that I was sitting in shame really underlying mm. the whole thing. So I, it, that to me was so powerful. So that's why blaming anybody, it really just has no purpose. That's a great answer. Yeah. That is so, and I'm sure everyone can relate to the blame, the shame cycle and being in that yeah. space. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anyone else have anything? I was just going to add that I think it's important that we, and it, this is Kim speaking, um, I think it's important that we all understand that the lessons that we've learned and the choices that we've made, we need to take those into our future, right? If we continue to repeat and, and not learn from the experiences, then you know we're not doing ourselves or the people around us any good. So again, that's the ownership and that's the responsibility piece is to to process what you've learned and to, and to share it with others, which is what we do, right? <laughs> That's absolutely what we do. I, you've all touched on part of this already, but I want to know, like, what has changed in your life and who you are today by learning how to own your choices or ownership? Like, what is, I really want you to share with the listeners, like, what is possible and how have you transformed in your life by being in that space? Tina, I'll, I'll jump out. This is Tinya. Um, I think everything is one simple answer. However, coming to um, when we come to a place of acknowledging that we have more control than we give ourselves power for, we have the opportunity to actually create, um, you know, massive results. And you know, the girls have all touched on, you know, owning it and you know, calling it out and, you know, directing it or, you know, these different things. And it really, really is true that I know for myself, I lived in a place of drama and trauma for so long and it was exhausting and it was painful and it was, it just was like a never ending cycle. And I just remember, you know, in some of those aha awakening moments where it's like, you're on your knees, it's a dark night of your soul. And it's just like, how is this going to (laughs) shift? You know, and the only way it's going to shift is if you shift. Mm-hmm. So I think that as I a result that. of doing that, I mean, I'm a better mother, you know, I still, there is no there. We're always expanding and evolving, but you know, better partner, better friend, better, you know, entrepreneur, better, all of those things because of being willing and being open to the fact that it is a journey and, and uh, you know, like you say, taking the ownership, it's up to us. Yeah. And I think you're showing, the reader, but also the listener who's listening to this, that like, what is possible? Like how, like how, how much more freeing is it to be on this side as opposed to where we were? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's huge. And I mean, we can come back to that with the lessons, but I want to ask each of you, and I'm going to ask each of you to contribute in some way, shape or form here is your reader is listening now and they're saying, I want to read that chapter. I want to read that book. What is the number one takeaway they are going to take away from reading your chapter? And if you want to call it out what your title is called, you can do that too. But what's some, what's the reader going to take away from reading your chapter? Who wants to go first? Nobody wants to jump. Go Kim. I'll jump on it. Uh, So I will say my chapter is called hungry to heal. And my whole story, and you learn this when you read my chapter, is this understanding that we are often seeking acceptance of self through the outside world. So those of us that are struggling with um, our bodies, body image, uh, people-pleasing, comparison, all of the judgment that we get from the outside world, 
the things that we need to heal ourselves come from the inside. And when we can heal the inside and be able to do the things that light our souls up and that bring peace to our lives, it opens up so many incredible doors. So that's what I will share for that. Beautiful. That's beautiful. I love that. Who would like to go next? I could go next, Marsha. Okay, go. Um, So my chapter is called Untying the Knots of Divorce. And um, I think through my chapter, you know, I just want the reader to know that um, divorce has this like innate ability to introduce you to those dark shadow sides of yourself. And you can see like after reading my story, you can see that that those shadow sides were created long before the divorce and that it just got magnified tenfold in divorce. And so I think that, you know, the reader can see that, use that as an opportunity to, as an invitation really for authentic healing, right? And not stay stuck in this, but use that opportunity, those shadows to really go in deeper and to do the work of what's been lingering beneath the surface. And for me, that was, you know, it it was a game changer for me. Oh, I love that. I love how you say those shadows are there. And I think that that's such a big thing is, is that we all have those shadows in some way, shape or form in our lives. And sometimes we just avoid or pretend it's not there, but it just becomes amplified. Yeah. You talked about blame because it's easy in divorce to blame somebody else. Right. But the, the deeper work was to like go, you know, like you said, to those shadow parts and really look at that. And that's where like sort of the magic happened for me is to, uh, it was an invitation to heal. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Which one, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay. I, hi, I'm Kelly. And my chapter is finding freedom from within. And what I really think the reader will get from this chapter is I was always looking for someone else to save me. And I was always waiting for someone to come in and rescue me from my situation. And what I didn't realize was I always had a choice and I was the one who was going to save myself. And through my chapter, I take you on a journey of living alongside addiction, including my own journey with addiction. And I think it really shows the leader, the reader what's possible. Um, and that doesn't need to define your life forever. I'm so proud of you. I love that. I love it. Tina, what would you like the reader to have as their number one takeaway? Uh, I think, I think that what will really stand out is that regardless how noisy it is in our minds, and many of us have very loud egos, and it can be really difficult to shut that down and really tune in and listen to our soul. Um, but when we can learn how to take pause and then to ask better questions, you know, to God, the universe, whatever your higher power is, and then to be okay with quiet and to learn to listen, that ultimately we're given the gift of small shifts and huge breakthroughs that ultimately, you know, lead to huge transformations in our lives. So that's the takeaway. And I I do give tools in the chapter to be able to help people do that. You do. You definitely do. And I think that we can all relate to that, that sometimes the quiet is the hard part. Like we don't want to get quiet because it's uncomfortable as hell. Like we don't actually deafening at first (laughs) can be deafening. Well, if you live in chaos, like if you've spent time living in chaos, chaos is what you know. It's noisy. It's unpredictable. It's scary. And then all of a sudden when it's quiet, it's like, I don't know what to do because I don't want to be with my thoughts right now. I don't. Yeah. You're just used to the, to the Mm -hmm. chaos. So true. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, this question is for anybody who feels called is if you could go back to your younger self, who was and younger can be like last year can be like 10 years. doesn't matter. But who was really scared to share their story or to take ownership for their choices or didn't even see that there was an option available at the time. What message would you tell them now? Mm -hmm. Kim? I, I would tell them to find women, men, whoever it is that seem to be doing the work that's necessary and find out what they're doing. We need to surround ourselves with people who have done the work, which is what we do, right? And it is scary and it isn't always comfortable. It's hardly ever comfortable, but it's necessary. And it's necessary to, to put our ego aside and to do the hard work because it will come out for us, but we have to do it with other people. We can't hide. We can't do it alone. Nothing good comes from hiding behind closed doors. I think many of us, all of us have done that. And um, where we are now shows what happens when you actually reach out for help. Mm -hmm. That's a great answer. Does anybody else want to add anything to that? Yeah, Marisa. I like what Kim had to say. Definitely find mentors. Absolutely. I didn't have many in my circle. And I think for me, like this sort of mental checklist kind of surrounds my existence. And I would just tell anybody to get rid of the checklist, right? Like we can't live life on paper and we just have to be able to walk off that path, you know, of least resistance and just embrace the wild a little bit, I think, like, you know, the unknown. So I think, like you said, find those mentors of what you aspire to be to step outside that, you know, family unit and, and look beyond that. Oh, definitely beyond that. It's not going to be, I think all of us can, right? It's like sometimes you have to reach out to people that you don't even know that well, but who are doing or who have come through stories that you can resonate with or things that you can resonate with, which goes back to, again, why is it important to share your story, right? Why is it important to be in that space? Because I believe there's always somebody who is looking for the solutions that you're holding on to. Yeah. And looking, searching for answers. Yeah. Um, can I ask each of you, what surprised you the most? Or what was your biggest moment of clarity while writing your chapter? Because we've all done, like we've all, a lot of us are in this space. We are coaching. We are mentoring. We've been on podcasts. We've been speaking. We've been doing, building businesses. Writing is a different beast. I can tell it's a, it's a completely different beast. And I know it can be even just the writing of a chapter can be an emotional roller coaster. So I'm not prompting you. I just want to say that it's definitely something that is, um, is, is quite an eye opener. So what is, what was your moment of clarity or something that you went through when you were writing your chapter? Kelly? My biggest moment of clarity was how far I had to go back in my story. I thought my story was one of addiction and recovery and living alongside my addicted loved one. It mm -hmm. actually went back to like five years old. Mm -hmm. And those fears of abandonment, those fears of neglect, those fears of being unloved and how those patterns kept repeating themselves throughout my life and throughout my story. And why did they keep why did the patterns and stories keep repeating themselves? I think because I didn't do anything to repair them mm -hmm. and there wasn't the awareness there that they were still happening. I would get myself into situations and think, oh, here we go again, but not realizing I was at the core of all of those 
problems. And that's no, it's a great, it's a great answer. I want to say sorry. I don't, I don't want to say it by a problem because it's no. not a problem. But there was something at the core that kept me in that space. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we're doing anything wrong. It's that I mean, as humans, if we go back and look at our stories, all of us keep repeating the same things. Like we just until we learn or choose to do something different, or like we will keep repeating the same patterns. And it's not until there's some kind of awareness to it that we can look at it and go, okay, well, no, we're not doing this anymore. So I thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's really powerful for everyone is to have to go back sometimes to quite a few younger years to when we were a bit younger. Yeah. And I think awareness, yeah, is one thing, but your life or my life needed to come to an absolute complete halt where I felt like I got hit over the head and it was like, hold up here. This is not, (laughs) this is not what you wanted for yourself. No. And that halt, I'm just going to keep on you for a second here, Kelly. Can you just describe what that halt was like? So somebody can, else can relate to like the halt. (laughs) It was a drop to the knees, take me out at the knees sobbing and it was like almost having an outer body experience. Mm. I love that you shared that. Thank you. Because I think that there is a big misconception that women who are in this space, who are sharing their story, who are doing things to help others and impact others actually never had that kind of moment. And I want people to, (laughs) no, seriously. There were many, there were many. And then there was one that I would thought, if I don't save myself, there won't be uh, me to save. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you sharing that. Because like I said, I just think that it's easy for us to look at someone else and assume that they haven't lived that, that that's not something that they've gone through. And thank you for sharing that. Who else would like to go and share their moment of clarity from writing their chapter? I'll go. Okay, go, Tina. (laughs) Okay, this is Tina. So there were many, there were quite a few, but I think that the one that really stood out the most to me was, um, and just jumping back to the question that you asked about telling our younger self, Mm -hmm. uh, the answer I would have given would be that you're loved already. You've already won because you're here. You don't have to prove anything. And that brings me to the moment of clarity because the, the story that I share, um, first of all, the story that I share was not the story I intended to share. However, I just let the universe download through me. And what came through was, like Kelly said, going back and back and back in time <laughs> to the daddy stories of being born to teenagers and then having, you know, being told at nine that my dad was, my, my stepdad, who was really, I considered my real dad was not actually my dad because I had a biological dad. And it rocked my world. So I think that the biggest moment of clarity was that through the course of writing this chapter, um, my my real dad, the man who raised me, actually passed away. So there were so many more layers peeled back to my um, relationship with him and my understanding of that relationship and then my understanding of, you know, the relationship with my biological dad. So it comes back to there is no there. (laughs) There's always growth happening. There's always expansion happening. But I will say this is that, you know, you talked about pattern repeats. The cool thing is that the more that we um, gain awareness and have these awakenings, instead of these things that come up, taking us, you know, like Cal said, down at the knees and lasting months or longer, it's moments, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a moment. And then you can have 
the time, give yourself the time, space, and grace to just say, okay, let's look at this for what it really is. How do I want to write this story and go from there? So my biggest awakening was that we're still growing. <laughs> we're still moving through and we're still growing. So, but it's like, it's about being able to just, you know, get through those moments more mm -hmm. swiftly with, you know, less time out basically. Mm -hmm. No, I know you've had one heck of a year and I know mm -hmm. like, but I've watched how you've handled it and it's just, it's just been, it's not about handling it strong. It's not that it's about learning how to feel those emotions and actually like be present for them and let them have the time and space that they need. I think that mm -hmm. is like, that's feeling. And I don't know how many times for each of you that I've spoke to you where we have moments and it's like, no, stop and let yourself feel like, let yourself feel. We don't need to push through. Like we don't have to push through and ignore this. We actually can benefit from stopping and feeling and working our way through it. Yeah. That's the healing, right? Mm -hmm. No, that's definitely the healing. Who else would like to share their moment of clarity? Who wants to go? Go Marisa. Yeah. Um, first of all, thanks, Marsha, for everything that you've done for all of us. I just wanted <laughs> to say mm -hmm. that to you because I haven't had too many opportunities to thank you. Uh, but you know, you know my moment of clarity because we've actually had this discussion. Yes, but, we have. Um, so it's pretty powerful, and I think it this moment of clarity didn't happen until I read my story out loud to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I sort of read my story as a spectator of this was somebody else's life, right? And, and like, um, it was at the moment where I got to the point in my story where my son decided to leave my home and go live with his dad full time. And like literally right now, it's bringing tears to my eyes. Every time, like, it just allows me to go deeper into that pain story. And this sort of sense of sadness like that washed over me in that moment of reading it out loud. Like I can't explain like how healing it is because it would have never happened had I not sat there with the story. Right. And mm -hmm. like went in deeper, like I talk about those shadow parts. And I think in that moment, this sort of clarity that happened was, Oh my God, like there's other women that are sitting in this story right now that are feeling what I'm feeling and haven't moved through it. And I have to help them. And I wasn't a, a coach for divorced moms at the time mm -hmm. I was relationship coaching and I was, and it just like hit me, you know? And so that clarity was that sometimes you don't choose your purpose. Your purpose chooses you. And in that moment, I realized like I'm supposed to be helping other women move through the same exact story. And mm -hmm. you're right. There is something very, very powerful about writing your story. It's very <sighs> different. Mm -hmm. very different yeah that you go in at this deep like visceral layer that you can't reach mm -hmm. without getting you know because I mean all, our, all us authors we've we've been to that place right where you disconnect from this outside world and you journey inside the story and it's it's magical like it just can't happen you know like you get mm -hmm. out of that ego and into the body yeah it's such a I think you hit it right on the head there and I I can, I, I'm, I'm only, I'm just chuckling a little because I read your chapter again in detail on the weekend. I'm like, I so remember this. I so remember you diving into this and, and I'm not going to give it away, but I love how you've all done it. You've taken what was really your most difficult moment and you have found gratitude for what you've learned from that moment. Instead of trying to avoid and push away that difficult moment, you've actually looked at it and went, this is what taught me. I think this is what has taught me. And that's just so powerful. 
Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It was a struggle. Oh, <laughs> it, I understand. <laughs> I understand. So wrestling that goes on and you have to surrender at some point. Well, I look at it and it's like, what do I wish I could have, like somebody said that once, do you wish you could have learned the lessons in an easier way? And I'm like, oh, duh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like I wish I could have. But the thing is, is that I wouldn't have, I know I wouldn't have, I'm way too pig headed, strong, pushed all those things that it did require life to knock me at the knees in order for me to get it. Like I just, I wasn't going to get it. It's the only way. And I still stay to this day that some of those lessons save my life. Like they've literally saved my life and have allowed me to have a better relationship with my kids than I was on a path to have. Like then I was on a path to have. So I think it's just, we learn what we have, what we need to from our lessons when we're open to seeing what they are, but they typically come out of like the darkest part and the darkest part of the experience. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Kim, what would you like to share as far as like your moment of clarity from writing your chapter? And I was listening to everybody and I resonate with everything everyone's saying. I don't necessarily have one moment of clarity, you know, to me, what I, what's coming to my heart right now is just that we are still healing. We're still healing all the time. And when I wrote, there was times where there was a lot of tears and that's just another place that there's still more healing that has to take place. And also to know that it's okay to step away and, and to take the pause and to take the self care, because when we're doing this hard work and when we're doing the writing of our stories, it does bring up stored energy, right? And we have to be able to take care of ourselves. I guess the other thing I want to share is just the fact of how much I've grown and how much I've learned. I think we, and I'm speaking to the listeners right now, we may think that our story doesn't have enough power or it's not big enough or who can it help. Um, But as I wrote my story, I realized how much I've learned and how much I've overcome and how those tools are not necessarily just specific to one audience. And so we all have the ability to help other people. And I've learned that through writing my story. And it's also um, the more I've been in this process, the more I'm, I'm looking at doing more writing, which I never had on my radar before, but I love writing. It's another way of expressing ourselves. And um, if you're saying you're not a good writer, well, guess what? I wasn't a writer two and a half years ago either. And the more you write, it's, um, it's a beautiful skill and it's a beautiful way to express yourself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think that's a great point. Cause a lot of people think that they're not a good writer, but the more you connect to who you like, who you are and your message, it's like, as he said, it downloads, like it, you're allowing it space to come out and it just can come out in some incredibly beautiful ways. Yeah. Yeah. And like free from judgment, right? Like you can't, when you're writing for yourself, you just let that, that, whether you're writing on keyboard or whether you're writing with pen and paper, just let it flow. Um, but our stories go deep. As I think it was Kelly said, our, our stories go very, very deep. Mm-hmm. And so what you think it came from isn't necessarily what it came from, <laughs> right? No, you keep digging. You keep digging and all of a sudden it's like deeper and deeper and all those things. Yeah, I know, I know the experience that all of you went through with sharing your story and writing it. And then as we get ready to launch it into a world, that's a different experience again, because now it's like out there. It's different than when you do a post and you could take it down. As soon as it goes out in print, it's out there. It's out there, which is great, right? It's great. And it's a capture of a moment in time. So I am like crazy. We don't have everybody here today. Um, and that's all good. 
the stories are unbelievable. I'm just so, so proud of everybody and how they've shared their stories and they've shared a part of themselves literally on paper and that in itself will impact others. So I think it's really important for the reader to take this book home in a sense because they can see themselves in these stories and they can feel the emotions that each of you are feeling. And it gives them just hope that what else they could do or what else they could overcome and that being stuck is a choice. We don't have to stay stuck. There are ways through. It doesn't mean it's easy and it doesn't mean it's fast and it doesn't mean it's without its challenges, but it is possible. And I think that's one of my biggest messages that I want the reader feel to take away is to see what is possible. So is there anything else you would like to share that can speak to the reader as to why it's so important to read these stories and really take in and honor these stories. I think that just the readers are going to be able to like, if you hear all of our stories, there's like this sort of thread that intertwines all of us. Right. And so I think anyone could be able to see themselves in any one of our stories. It doesn't matter. I don't think what Avenue we all took. Right. And like everybody, we all mentioned that there is no finish line in our story. Right. It's a sort of journey that we're all on. And I think any reader will be able to relate to any single one of our stories and see themselves in it. Right. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I think that, you know, there's a lot of people right now that are feeling out of alignment in different areas of their life and they may not even be able to put their finger on what it is. Mm -hmm. And even if our stories aren't the same for where people are at, um, you know, there is always, if we can think about any experience that we've ever had, any book we've ever read, anything we've ever watched, you know, someone that we've spent time in conversation with, a lot of times we can put our finger on, you know, main sentences or main phrases or main words we've read. you know, something that we heard in a song and those things can change it all. Mm-hmm. So it could be one sentence that you read in someone's story that can totally turn things around for you or help you get on a different path or help you even wake up to something you weren't even thinking about that can totally shift and help you transcend at a level you never thought possible. So I think, uh, you know, we're excited to share with whoever, ten, whoever opens the book. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to go. And on that note, that was just like, that was really crazy powerful. I loved it. I loved it mm. there. I can promise mm. you that the women have poured their hearts out into their stories in ways that I am so, so proud of them for doing. And I will share more when I do, um, when I do later, we're going to do lots of promos and things to help people to really get their hands on this book, because I'm just, I'm just really, really proud of all of you for sharing your story the way that you are with the purpose of impacting, serving and supporting others. I just really crazy proud of all of you. Well, thank you for this opportunity, Marcia. Thank you. <laughs> My exactly. pleasure. And I, I will share, this was something that I actually wanted to do long before I wrote my own book. I just wanted to create a space where women could share their stories to really show others what was possible. But I hadn't even written my own book yet, and I wasn't sure what this would even look like. So to see it now is really interesting when you have a vision in your mind that's you know four or five years ago, and you're like, oh. Oh, this is really neat. And who are those people going to be? I don't know. Like people, it just happens, right? The right people show up, the right people there. And these are definitely the right stories. So 
I thank you all for being part of it. And I cannot wait for it to get out into the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.